just completely deleted the app. I didn't log out or I just deleted the app off my phone, right? So that took the next step to like, I, in order to go back on there, I had to re-download the app. So that, that's the process of, that I did because it was hard, honestly. It was hard to just overnight just jump off. So it was a process to, to, to get off. But yeah, like you said, once you realize that it's not that bad, it's, it thinks it's easier. Welcome back to another episode of the 52 Stories Podcast. My name is Omar at Omar M. Wasim, and today I'm joined by <laughs> I'm joined by Poppy Smoothie at Life of underscore Robbie or Robbie at, on Instagram. Um, so what's up, bro? What's up, my man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I love, love, love that introduction. You nailed it. Perfect. Thank you. It was probably the most uncomfortable introduction <laughs> I've ever had to do. <laughs> bro, life's about being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. All right, so give everyone an introduction about yourself for the people that don't know who you are. How do I introduce myself, bro? I thought you just did that. You did, you, you I don't know, it, man, right? just give a, it's like a, I don't know, you know, he's a designer, he's a photographer. Yeah, what else I mean, are you doing? What else I, you doing? I, I, like, I, like, I don't like to specify myself in any specific category. Um, and I'm also not a jack of all traits. Uh, let's just say I'm a designer, photographer, videographer, editor, um, art director just in that little tight awesome. tight tiny, tiny bubble yeah i feel that and so now i guess to kind of jump right into the ep- episode address the elephant in the room yes this is the first time you're breaking radio silence on social media for like yes. a year yes You've more than a more than everything a year. for yes. more than a year yeah so like what happened dude <laughs> oh my gosh what didn't happen so much stuff i mean nothing bad everything's positive always um so how should we start this? You want to just start like why why I jumped off of it? Let's start with how what you were doing on it before you jumped off. Gotcha. Okay, so what I was doing on social media, mainly Instagram, was was creating content for myself, but mainly creating content for many other people, like on the back end. Um, so what I was doing was. I was obviously trying to build my portfolio on certain things, uh, whether it be portraits, travel, commercial work, product photography. And I was very, very hungry on meeting people to try and do that, right, in every category. Um, And in the process process of that, I was meeting a lot of people, traveling a lot, seeing different things, learning different things. Um, And actually that that turned out to take up so much of my time. And when I say so much of my time, meaning like it was taking away from like my personal needs of like fitness, eating healthy, relationships, um, everything, everything above, right? And devoting so much time into other people's needs um, and wants. Um, so yeah, that took a huge, huge toll. And I was doing that for since like about like two and a half years, constantly doing that. And uh, I think the biggest thing that like I, I, I gained from that was the lack of appreciation that I was doing the things for people for, right? It wasn't necessary that I needed to be tagged or mentioned or shout out. It was just the, the camaraderie between individuals, right? Like I'm doing this for you. I in turn would hope that it will build a, a relationship between me and you. Right. But then I slowly, right. I slowly realized that 
it was just business, right? Yeah. And in between that business, if there's no currency exchange as form of money, if there's none of that between it, I'm expecting like some type of friendship. And if I'm not getting the right. friendship and currency, then why did I waste so much time? I feel that. Right. So that took a huge toll on me. And then doing that day in, day out for X amount of time is what made me like kind of fed up with it. Not necessarily the whole platform. Cause I love the platform. I love social media. It's the best way to meet people, express your creativity, learn, grow everything. Right. But I think I was just fed up with the people that was attached to it. Right. Mm, um, yeah, so that's the reason why I jumped ship and got off for a while. I just needed a clarity and I needed to, to create for myself. And most importantly, I needed to create and not have the expectation to share with anybody. Like I wanted to have it for myself, right? I didn't I didn't want right. the I didn't want the pressure to do something and then go home and have to instantly share at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Oh, shit, I missed the deadline. I'll post tomorrow. Shit, my caption doesn't look right for this photo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got 100 likes. Fuck, did it not do good? Delete it. You know what I mean? Constantly looking over, revising photos, revising photos, revising photos. Just for the fact that I hope it does successful. Right? And that's another whole topic itself, right? Of, like, self-evaluating yourself and your work. Right? Hmm. Like I love my work that I do, and if it doesn't do well on a platform that's viewed by friends and um, strangers, and it doesn't do well, does that mean like my work's not good? And then you know it's it's kind of like self-reflecting, and it kind of like pushes you back to um, makes you take a few steps back if something doesn't do well, and then you start creating you start creating work for other people because they like it. Right. Like I could post, let's just say like hypothetically speaking, like I could post a car picture, right. Of a super nice GT four overlooking something like San Francisco skyline, right. Super accurate photo. I love this shit. I post it. It doesn't do well. 200 likes. Then I post a a picture of myself like by a pool, whatever gets a thousand likes. Like, do I feel obligated to keep posting pictures of myself? Or do I want to continue doing stuff that I want to do, which whether it be a car or travel, right? And like, that's why if you look at my profile, there's very, very little of the type of photography that I do. It's mainly just kind of me and like places I've been. And what I do with those is I try and make them look, I try and like express myself in those pictures that I post of myself. Um, to the most creative ability I can, whether it be color tones, symmetry, um, certain things like that, because that's what I feel value in. But they're pictures of myself, and I don't really like posting pictures of myself, if that makes sense. People just don't gravitate towards certain things that you might like, right? Um, I don't know. I think it's something that's kind of like itched to me a lot lot when I see people post, because... What I've noticed a lot of my friends would do, right, would be, um, I can't even think of any names off the top of my head, like their actual handle names, but if they would post a bunch of 
travel photos, right? Like um, beautiful sunsets, really nice clouds, just very, very nicely done, right? And the moment I see that they switch up their, how do you say, like your feed, like your your grid, nine, yeah. your grid, right? They try and switch it up. They can definitely see the lack of interest from their followers, right? Right, because that's how the algorithm. That's how the algorithm. Right? Yes, that's how the algorithm is, and that's what people have come used have come to to see is like what they want to see because you post it constantly, right? Travel shit. And even off social media, like a lot of the friends that I've met on social media, I've kept in contact with, um, like off social media, like personally, like text messaging. And they tell me too, like, I really want to go this way, but like, I'm really scared, right? Because I don't want to like fail, right? Like I have people like complete 180, like they go from travel photography, but they actually want to switch over to do food, right? And what do they do? Their first reaction is to create a new account, right? They create a new yeah, account to do everyone. the food, right? Yeah, they, they, they create yeah. a new account to do the food and they don't put no effort in it because all of their effort they ever done was in their main account. And then they start posting on their new account and you get five likes, 10 likes, six likes. And it's just, there's, it's not gaining attraction. So what do they do? They stop or they slow down like heavily, right? But that's mm-hmm. what they actually want to do. Um, and it kind of sucks because they, the, the society that like Instagram and social media is just very heavy on what people give back to you is what you give. And the reality is that like, when you're a creative, you get very stagnant when you create the same thing over and over and over and over and over, you get very bored and you want to like expand. Right. And what do you do when you want to expand? You want to share that with people. But when you start sharing with people and you're not getting what you expect back, it kind of deters you from doing those creative things. Um, so yeah, yeah. Long, long story short, I was just getting very bored of what I was doing and not being able to share the stuff that I was doing, like whether it be for other people or like my side project or my client work or other projects. I just wasn't sharing it on my Instagram just because I was one of those people too. Like I wouldn't know if people would want to see like the stuff that I was posting Mm -hmm. or for lack of words, like it wasn't fitting my grid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that being said, that's why I jumped ship. I got off of it and I just started creating for myself. Quick pause before the episode continues. I wanted to let you know about a weekly newsletter that I'm writing called radio silence. Every single week, I'm going to send you an email about digital minimalism, productivity, and other random things that I've picked up along those lines over the years. If you're interested in that, you can sign up at omarwaseem.substack.com or on my personal website, www.omarwaseem.com. Back to the episode. Right. And we we uh, like we met like, what, a month ago? We went rooftoping with another one of our friends. Right. And you mentioned to me that you had like not slowed at all in terms of like actually creating photography you just stopped posting altogether mm-hmm. but you said you got more gigs you know you use mm-hmm. your email and you still have a lot of like inward clients and that's not going to be like the the main thing of this episode but my point right. is you didn't stop at all creating it was nope. just posting is what you stopped 100 how did that like number one how did that affect your like social life because for me specifically i thought that a lot of my social life was on instagram mm-hmm. when i left two months ago mm-hmm. most of my like 90 percent of people who i actually like 
care about, I actually hang out with, mm-hmm. they have my number. So it Correct. didn't change anything. Correct. And then the few people that like, I don't really hang out with because they're in other states or other countries. Those people found me through LinkedIn or they went to my email yeah. at, on my website and then they found my email and asked me like, yo, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm fine. Like, thanks for reaching out. Um, so how did your social life first like change after you completely ditched? I mean, that's, that's awesome that within the span of two months that people were actually taking notice, right? And and reached out to you, yeah, because I had several of that too. But same thing, like maybe about six months in, people were actually emailing me um, through my Instagram because my email is linked, right? And right. the funny thing is that like when the email comes across with like the person's full name, it's like, wait, who is this? Right? I don't, I, don't so know, I don't know who it is. Like, who are you? And then they say, oh, this is you know, at such and such, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, hey, how are you? I mean, I don't physically know you, but I just know you by your handle, right? Never met yeah. you, don't know your actual name, but they say, hey, you know, this is X, you know, at something. And I'm just like, whoa, it's kind of shocking, right? It's kind of like, whoa, cool. Like mm-hmm. you actually thought about me. Um, yeah, we just exchanged emails and just, oh yeah, everything's fine. Like I'm good. Like I'm just, I'm actually thriving. 10 times better off of social media right now. Right. But I'll be back soon. And it's good to see that those people actually reached out. And like you also said, um, I have obviously like my real niche of friends that I keep in contact through text messages and, you know, things like that. Um, nothing really changed for us. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing really changed. Um, the biggest thing I would say is that, uh, like a lot of friends that I would keep in contact through Instagram, that's the only way we kept in contact was just through DMs, right? Um, and I feel like that's where our relationship kind of just stopped. It was just through there. Yeah, and also DMs, like, I think there's a fake, to an extent, there's a fake sense of security in some of your friendships, like, and then it doesn't really show you how close some of your other friends actually are. So in, like, my case specifically, I had a lot of friends that I would talk to on DMs in our group chats, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And then they have my number, some of them. Like, a lot of, like, my close friends, they have my number yeah. or whatever. And we just didn't really talk after. No ill feelings, nothing. It was just, like, there was just nothing to talk about because our right. entire friendship was based around sharing people's, com- like, posts and, like, talking about, like, the posts, right? Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, there were, like, some of my friends who I didn't really think we were too close. But after I, like, after I jumped ship, like, they were the ones like texting me still replying to like uh, not replying but like texting me on on in, on iMessage and like they replied hella fast mm-hmm. all my messages stuff like mm-hmm. that but i mean that's like, the whole like thing, aspect of people on like your friendships relationships mm-hmm. on social media it's just so foggy in compared to like what they actually are yeah and honestly it's just the way how instagram has built their whole platform where they want to maintain everybody on that platform whether it be posting sharing or just communicating right it's just so easy to dm and share within the platform of instagram right so i get i get both sides it's it's convenience and it's also um yeah mainly it's just convenience it's it's easy um and tech messaging someone just feels very personal when you start mm-hmm. messaging somebody uh it's just easier through um, instagram but uh yeah so um back to your question what was it again the main one you asked me you said like how has it been your social life specifically. Oh, my social life. What's that been like? Um, well, honestly, through the pandemic, very little. Don't see nobody really. Right, right. Um, but I'm okay with that because the mainly people that I see is like my clients that I've met along the way. And yeah, so how I've been handling the, the lack of social life through um, Instagram or social media, work. Just fucking work. 
and travel. I think I traveled more in 2020 than I've ever did in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, I've gone and experienced new places that I've never been seen, done things. Um, like I was just That's actually talking same, to him actually. That yeah. I, I was actually, I actually was chatting with the client, um, last week about it. Cause she, she moved here with her husband from New York, bought a house in Oakland. Um, and she had mentioned something about the lack of social media on her presence, right. Of connecting with her friends back home in New York and here. And yeah, I was explaining to her, I was like, ever since I got off social media, like my, my life has just kind of accelerated, right. It accelerated a lot and it allowed me to do stuff for myself, go places, do things. And with the lack of social media and my lack of having my social life, it kind of just let me be free. Right. Because let's just say, for instance, like I'm back on social media now this weekend, I'm trying to figure out what people are doing this coming weekend. Right. Now I'm trying to lock myself into doing something that other people are doing versus if I don't know what anyone's doing, I'm just going to go do me. And by by me doing me is jumping on Google and booking a flight and going somewhere. Dude. Like, okay. So for, for me, the, uh, that was a big thing. I, I, I've been on a gap year for the last year. I've been out of school. And so I turned into the person that like all my friends, if they want to do something, the first person they'll ask is me. And I'm like 90% of the time I'm down because Uh like, it's, it's just, I feel like it's one of the best ways to use my time in my gap year is to go travel and do things with people. And, you know, we haven't really flown yet. I haven't flown in over a year, but we've mm-hmm. been doing all road trips and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those, while they're amazing, the last two months before I left Instagram, mm. every single week I had like one or two shoots. Sometimes I would shoot back to back to back to back for like four days in a row. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even have time to like really edit all the pictures. And by the time mm-hmm. I got to editing them, they were old. So I didn't even really care about them, but yeah. some of them were client works. Like I was obligated to, I was paid mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I just lost not interest, but I got bored of commercial work entirely. So like okay. I, before I left the week before I left Instagram, I was like, I'm done with commercial work. I made enough for like as much as a 17 year old needs to make. Yeah. I'm done. Everything I'm going to do is like just for fun now. Okay. And then after I left Instagram, I started doing more like nonprofity stuff, which was super like whatever, like fulfilling quote unquote. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I don't feel like I want to go back to commercial like at all. Okay. And I don't feel like I want to get looped back into the cycle of going out every single weekend to shoot something that like 30,000 other people have already shot before. Right. That makes, that makes sense. I mean, I guess it depends on what type of commercial work that you're actually doing. Is it cons- yeah. like, so like if you want to give me was, like a, a brief, yeah. like what your commercial work ent- entitled mm-hmm. means. Yeah. So like for me, it wasn't anything crazy. Like there obviously were a few fun ones like penny boards and all that stuff. But the ones I'm talking about are like shooting this type of store, this like, uh, business, mm-hmm. uh, clothing brands, stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that just, especially clothing brands. Cause like there's only, mm-hmm. there's only, they want a certain type of uh, mm-hmm. brands want a certain type of shot. And a lot of them are just the same types of shots. And like, there are a few brands that do it differently. Like for example, five pillars, like those guys are insanely like creative in the type of stuff they do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of brands are just like, okay, go down an alleyway and shoot this or like a little front, like back hoodie shot where the hood is like halfway up. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely not repetitive. Yeah, that's definitely the type of client work that I'm doing. I can honestly say like that type of work 
very, very is, feels like it's associ- associated with like Instagram, right? It's lack very. of cre- it was yeah. all like shooting for someone's Instagram, like exactly, Instagram. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I was mentioning earlier, based on like I'm creating stuff for people that I don't really have an interest in, right? It's very right. lack of creativity. You know, they like you said, they have their very um, specific look, a niche of what style they want, right? And they don't really let you do that. So, and on the turn of that, the clients that I have are people that have zero idea on what they want. They want me to do the creative work and help them out to grow, right? So that's fun to be able to do my research, create mood boards, create style sheets, Mm. create shot lists, present to them, and they love it. And that's all my work, right? It's not like, hey, we need you sitting by a bridge, take a shot. We need you sitting on Market Street with the trolley going by, boom, right? It's kind of like, it's very, very cliche shit, right? Or even worse, I've seen this shot on your Instagram. Can you recreate it, but use this hoodie instead? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's very repetitive. So I see your side, you're bored of it, you're sick of it. It's it's not your style, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing on the back end for a long time for companies and clients and people, friends, right? And yeah, it gets boring. I totally understand and feel you on that. It, it sucks, right? Um, I've also jumped doing... Uh, not sure if you heard of Matterport, um, Matterport camera. So it's like a hundred fifty, yeah, it's like a hundred fifty megapixel three hundred and sixty camera. Um, comes in this huge box. Um, so I've been getting a lot of clients that in need of that for like virtual tours, um, mm-hmm. especially in, in the tech, yeah, and especially in the tech industry and, and uh, a lot of vacant buildings. Um, a lot of real estate companies need three D tours of office space right mm-hmm. um for instance like last wednesday i shot a a forty thousand square foot vacant place right here on market street with the matterport Crazy. right yeah it took like six hours but it paid like fucking very very well very well right and all i'm doing is just shooting a 360 camera just Pause. yeah that's it and it's very simple very simple stuff right um a lot of real estate work a lot of you know, portrait headshots. Um, clients just want to update their, and the, the best ones is the clients that want to update their websites, not their social media, not their Instagrams. They want to update their their websites, meaning that they want high quality work. They want good photos. They want high resolution photos, right? Stuff that's going to stay up there for a long time. Stuff that's so going to sit on a week, right? And this is people. This is going to be viewed by people that's a customer for my client, right? Like right. it's 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 building it's it's creating that visual for the customer to buy something from the client or a service or whatever it might be, right? And those are often better for me because the moment someone says like I'm shooting for your Instagram, I think my level of quality drops, right? It's kind of like it's just going to be posted and then shoved to the side and to the side, to the side, to the side. And after what, 10, 10 posts, it's just going to be buried. No one's ever going to see it again. Whether so for it being on a website, whether it be your heading, a landing page, a Shopify, it's going to be there for a while. And people are going to see it constantly and constantly and constantly. And hopefully it encourages people to buy or use our service. Right. So that's the type of work I've been doing. Right. And I'm getting like a whole vibe of like, 
intentionality, which is what people like, you know, there's digital minimalism, there's all this type of stuff. And yeah. one of those like recurring themes is intentionality. The thought that like social media is not like overbearingly bad, creative work's not bad, all this stuff's not bad. It's mm-hmm. just that the way people use it, like mm-hmm. just as a mind number, like time killer, just for the sake of validation, the, I forgot what it's called, the slot machine, it does something to your brain, it releases dopamine, dopamine hits, all that stuff. That's like, that's that, that part is bad. Mm-hmm. But the as tools, the whole like, as tools, these platforms are are good. What has been your, where's your mind at in terms of like intentionally using it? And do you plan on getting back onto the platform anytime soon? You know, I I was supposed to get get back on May fifth. That was my anniversary. I remember. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It was the one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to get back on May fifth, um, and I overshot that not intentionally, but I just completely forgot. I just completely forgot. And, you know, I don't see, I don't know what's going to push me to go back on because I, there's nothing that's, I'm completely missing. I'm really not missing anything. And I'm not saying I'm missing like content. I'm saying like, there's nothing I'm genuinely missing about the platform. Um, Because I'm satisfied with everything that's going on now. I do miss my friends. I do miss seeing what they're doing, all their lovely work, right? I'm missing all of that. But at the end of the day, like, it's not that important to me. Yeah. And I guess the overarching theme of digital minimalism is that yes, you are going to be missing out on a small number of things, but the increased output and like the overall benefits outweigh Mm -hmm. you missing out those small different, Mm -hmm. like those small things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. It's no, it's a good question. I I just don't know when I'm going to be back or how the longer I stay away from it, the less I want to go back to it. You know, like I'm, I seriously, I try and motivate everybody like that I meet. If I if I hear in their voice that they have like a little hesitation to want to get off, I instantly try and motivate them to get off. Because you have the ones that's hesitant to get off, you have the ones that needs to get off, and you have the ones that it's not affecting them at all. They just love it, right? And that's totally yeah. fine. And the moment I hear someone like, oh, yeah, I totally feel you. Like, I, I've been kind of wanting to get off too. I'm like, please, like just try it right just kind of cleanse your mind because we're as human beings like we visually take in everything we see right whether it be good mm-hmm. positive negative um we, we, we take in everything visually and instagram is just a heavy visual platform right um yeah and so it makes it easier to like ditch once you see that people you know have left it and they don't miss anything so like I had three people mainly mm. involved in like me actually getting off. First time I had a friend deleted their account in like, I don't know, January-ish, just randomly. Mm-hmm. They didn't miss it. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I could do it. But also like I create content, so maybe it's a little different. I had another content creator friend. He's like insanely good. He like shot LeBron James and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he left and he, his entire like creative side was built around creating social media connections. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like, doing stuff based off those connections he makes on social media. He left, he just dialed in on school completely. Um, and he, his like output just increased. He barely talked to like too many people because of the COVID situation in LA and all that stuff. And his life just like, imp- uh, quality of life improved. Okay. Then I met you on the rooftop and you were telling me how like, yeah, you know, like I'm still shooting, but like it's a lot more shooting and I don't have to worry about social media. It's been a year, I don't miss it. I was like, that's, and, and for when you did it and you're like, content creator considerably more followers than i had or i have and i was like okay that's when it clicked like okay you know what? maybe i can actually do this and the week after that i just 
I stopped using the app. I deleted the app. And then a week after that, I didn't miss it at all. And I just deactivated my account completely. Right. Um, it just helps to see other people that have done it and you realize that it's not so bad. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that, like, it wasn't hard in, like the first month or a couple weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Having that hesitation to, like... So it, it it started gradual, right? Like it went from it went from just hiding the app, or not hiding. It, it went from just forcing myself not to click that app, the icon, right, or the 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 the, the app itself, right? Yeah. yeah, forcefully not to do that, and then I would click it, just look, and and jump off, right? And then it went from me getting the app and hiding it way in the back like completely off my grid, right? Off my, my phone's um, grid so that I would have to actively look for the app, right? And as I was doing that, I was like, okay, I'm still going back to it. And then slowly I just, um, just completely deleted the app. I didn't log out or I just deleted the app off my phone, right? So that took the next step to like, I, in order to go back on there, I had to redownload the app and it's just more steps. So yeah. that, that's the process of, that I did because it was hard. Honestly, it was hard to just overnight just jump off. So it was a process mm -hmm. to, to, to get off. But yeah, like you said, once you realize that it's, um, it's not that bad, it's, it, things get easier, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to say like uh, something so easy is, is hard to do. But it, yeah, it was tough in the beginning. But um, so I have a question for you, though. Um, this, this, this might like spark probably like comments or people might think otherwise, but do you think that like the people that actively can't, can't get off of it have like some type of insecurity? I need to think about that one for a second. Do I think that the people who cannot get off of Instagram have yes. an insecurity? Or have a level of insecurity towards themselves. A level of insecurity. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to speak from experience. I'm going to speak about content creators because that's what I quote unquote content creators because that's like the people I know the most. People who create content on Instagram, a lot of them, mm. the people who are like are fully addicted to the app and mm. trying to do all these different things to like boost their follower account and all that stuff. Those people have a problem, not calling, any, not calling anyone out. Those people have a problem in that. Mm. They rely on external things for validation. Mm. And then I see them mm. struggling with real life problems mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't have to deal with mm -hmm. because of high levels of mm -hmm. confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. So yes, the content creators who cannot get off the app, I think there is an underlying level of insecurity. And the problem is that they don't see that the, they don't see that it's an insecurity. Mm -hmm. They think that they're better than everyone because they have some type of thing on the platform, mm -hmm. some type of clout, some type of follower account, some type mm -hmm. of validation and so then they use that to run away from their real life problems right. and they use that to run away from like real life social connection like social life problems all that stuff yeah and that's a problem and those people really need to get off the app for a little bit and like realize that instagram is not their end-all be-all i think for normal people that just can't delete the app and I'm, take everything i say at this point with a grain of salt because i uh, yeah, have sure. talked to a lot of people uh, a lot of my friends about deleting the app it's like i don't see the point um I think a lot of those people just don't necessarily have a problem or they don't see that they have a problem with the way they use the app. 
Um, like, yes, I'm sure a lot of people could benefit from not having the app at all, but also a lot of people could benefit from just going like eating, changing their diet entirely. Right. doesn't right. mean they have to, they're not going to like, a lot of people aren't going to suffer if they don't change their diet. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't going to like severely suffer if they don't leave Instagram. But yeah, I'm sure it'll probably helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are always posting for the sake of seeing the like count go up. Right. That is an insecurity that is looking for external forms of validation. And that mm-hmm. always leaves people unsatisfied because you can't control external forces in your own self-validation. And that's very dangerous. 100%. Yeah, and um, yeah, there was a hand, there was a handful of people that I was experiencing that from knowing them personally and seeing them on Instagram, right? And seeing that is like it's kind of hurting for me. I feel I feel really bad for those sort of people, right? Because yeah, I, I wish there was something more that could be done to you know help those type of people. But I always wondered, like, why people are so, like, infatuated with, like, with the platform, right? Like, what's what's really holding you on there? Like, That's how it was designed, though, right? Like, for example, I, when I was talking to my friend Thalha about him deleting the app entirely, mm-hmm. he's the content creator I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. He told me that he has a friend who literally works at Google, full, like, $100,000 plus dollar job. Mm-hmm. And his entire thing is to make the title text underneath the video load 0.5 seconds faster or 0.2 seconds faster. And they pay him that much money to load, to load the what to load the title of the video or the subtitle on the video faster. And interesting. These big companies in Silicon Valley specifically are hiring attention engineers and, and all these people to like reverse, uh, like analyze how to make users more addicted. Mm. Uh, Anytime you watch a video Mm. or read a book about, anti-social media, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. like whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You always relate to these apps are designed like a slot machine to where you open the app and you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. And you yeah. want to see, oh, I have this many followers, new followers. Oh, this many likes. Let's see how many DMs I got. I got 99 plus DM requests now. Like I'm, I'm valid now. Uh, and it's just that whole like slot machine analogy is actually a lot more. It's, it's very intense. It's very comp- it's Yeah, very intense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read something about that, like on, um, on a, on a, on the news before. And I think there was even something like that on that Netflix show. Um, Social dilemma. Yeah. They think, I think they talk about something about that, right? Yeah. About the whole, yeah, they do. So it's not really people's faults for being, getting so addicted to the platforms because no, absolutely not. Yeah. Millions of dollars poured into that. Um, I think the problem in myself was not seeing that I had a problem and not seeing that my friends had a problem. Yeah. Um, and then once you understand that you have a problem, then you can go around, like go about fixing it. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like really happy to see like a young person like you, um, taking the steps and understanding like, and doing these type of things, right? Because reality is that like people your age, young, they, they just really, really uh, are infatuated with like social media, right? Like TikTok and all this stuff, and it, it makes me also, happy. We- we grew up with this, right? Like yeah, in sixth 100%. grade, seventh grade, your mm-hmm. your your like validation was I'm not I don't know like skateboarding, like I don't know weird things at your lunch table. For yeah. for me, the seventh grade is sixth grade is when like, Instagram started, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. when all my friends were getting Instagram, and it already turned into like this guy's so popular because they have like 300 followers on Instagram. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, like I was chilling with 30 followers. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't really mind at the time, but like yeah. as time went on, like okay, maybe I should be posting. Like maybe I should have followers, and then a lot of 
like that's just how that's just the timing right so like right. my friends and i we all grew up with social media right and it's going to be even worse for the next generation unless somebody like stop like changes yeah. like the entire like world of social media yeah um, i mean that's not about change i guess it's just about like awareness right things like that to bring awareness to certain things and fix certain situations but, i mean just from meeting you and like ethan i feel like you guys both and i'm sure there's like two other guys i can't remember their names i think nathan i think his name's nathan nathan's one of them yeah yeah Johnston. you you guys are are um very very heavy on instagram but you guys also have like a very purity to yourselves right like ethan fucking loves to shoot like no matter what right like if he can get out of his house and like do something with the homies right and, and just shoot right he's like never or rarely ever talking about like like a like a number count follow account right like comments and like he just has like well you two like and another guy too like, have like a purity right um towards you guys like it just seems very genuine like if instagram was a cut off tomorrow you guys would still shoot and still have fun and like still create right because you mentioned something about youtube right and then you have like these podcasts right you have all these other outlets to express yourself and still connect with creators because i I've seen all the people you've been connecting with on your podcast, right? Um, like Noel knows a really good uh, friend of mine that you did a podcast with, um, the FPV guy, and Joel, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Joel, sorry, um, and you, all these people. So I'm like, damn, like you don't really need like Instagram specifically, right? Because every social, everything like that you do on your phone is a form of like social media, right? Even like Twitter and like all these different platforms, right? The biggest one yeah. that I just got off of was just Instagram, right? That was it because it's like like the Mac Daddy. It's like the biggest one, right? Still on Twitter. Uh, I'm still on like all the other types of platforms. I mean, not TikTok or anything like that, but like I'm still social in the world and seeing like what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and YouTube. I'm very heavy on YouTube as well, like commenting on people's posts, I mean, the videos and watching everything like I think YouTube will be the one that's virtually impossible to get off of for me as far as like a social media, if that's considered social media, right? Because not only is it like, I mean, I don't feel entitled to share anything. I just learn, 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 right? And then you also have the option to create if you choose to, right? Which is why, yeah, that's probably the one. If I could only create on one platform, I told my friend this a while back, I was like, if I could only have two social media accounts and I was like, I had it if I had a following and I could only yeah. have two platforms. Yeah, it'd be Twitter, uh -huh. YouTube. Yeah, those are those are two very popular ones that I use often. Um, and like you can actually do stuff like with a tweet, you could raise awareness. You could uh, yeah. just talk about your your life. You could yeah. just like just journal just random stuff. Yeah, you can yeah, just exactly. journal. Yeah, you can just you can just mind just dump your mind on there, right? It doesn't. And you don't have to worry too much about grids and formatting. Blah nope. blah blah. YouTube is like you. It's a personal connection with your audience mm -hmm. you know you can actually put out quality stuff that doesn't mm -hmm. disappear in 24 hours like it does on tiktok or on stories right um why haven't you thought about creating on youtube and then why aren't you on tiktok because i also deleted my tiktok uh app a while back um so i do create for youtube i just don't create to the extent that i want to now because i will honestly say like i'm too busy to actually sit down and focus and uh create content for youtube it, it's it's a, I, grind, I, it's a grind like i give so much respect to everyone dumping out even if you could dump out a, a video once a week i give you like the most utmost respect like it's very very tough 
right? Mm -hmm. um, what type of video, especially? Because like cinematic stuff, dude. If you could put that out every week, you're crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you have, you're just really, really talented and good at managing your time, creating, doing everything. Right, your whole entire workflow is just amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Like YouTube, I'll never let go. Um, and because I just don't feel entitled to post. Right, when you're on Instagram, like I feel like if you're not posting on Instagram, like what the hell are you doing on there? Realistically, I, I don't know what you're doing on there if you're not posting. I feel like, that like, you're I, kind of just swiping. If if people just say, "Oh, I'm getting my news" or "I'm staying current," like that makes zero sense to me because you can just go on the news and just. Okay, I mean, I disagree with that one because okay, I mean, it depends on who you follow, but true. Do, when you follow, for people who want to get news, okay. if you follow the right people, you see certain posts being reshared a lot. For example, the Black Lives Matter movement last year. Okay. Without social media, that would have been a lot smaller. And okay. just because there are so many people like myself who do not pay attention to the news. Mm -hmm. And also there's the whole like concept of democrat uh dem is could you d yeah, democracy in mm -hmm. what gets pushed and what doesn't. So mm -hmm. like, I can't tell CNN take that down because this part is wrong. Even if they make a story about me, maybe it's about me, but in most cases I can't just say this story is wrong, right? But on Instagram, for example, if I align my political views yeah. with a certain group of people and I mm -hmm. want to follow their, and I want to follow, uh, I want to keep updating that space, um, I see that those people that I trust in real life and I trust their opinion, if I see those people reposting a post about, say, Palestine, mm -hmm. then I'm going to go and click on that post eventually because I've seen it three times and mm -hmm. I know that, that information is going to be accurate mm -hmm. because it comes from a source that I also trust. Mm -hmm. um, but I do agree in the case that if people are just, you know, they follow some like Bali accounts some photographer accounts, just their friends, right. then maybe the new, then no, then yes, the news yeah. uh, excuse of I want to be on the app just for news is invalid. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely a good, uh, there's definitely a case of Instagram being used specifically as a source to get news updates. Yeah, no, you, may, you have a very good point. And I, I correct myself because I guess speaking personally, I guess I never followed a lot of reliable People content repost. yeah, yeah right. i i just mainly followed instagrammers right or right like my specific friends i never followed like people that have that can provide like real information and that type of group so yeah you're right on that i guess for me it was just kind of like i kind of find niche where i want like i don't mix like my news information with my social media it was just friends and, and it's influence. a tool right it's so just you, a tool everyone picks everyone picks correct. who they want to follow correct and that's how it's supposed to be yeah so if you look at my twitter i follow nothing but the news cnn Interesting. i follow just news things like the covid and black lives matter and relatively news right like i don't i actually don't follow well i'm gonna say no, i don't but i follow very less content creators it's mm -hmm. more like all news information and like um currency and um Bitcoin and you know it's like finances and business. That's what right. I. Stuff that's that's what, like it's important to be like up to date. Up to date. Yes, that's what I follow on Twitter. So like, that's each platform I have like my different things, right? And on YouTube, I follow a lot of like editorial people and gearheads and um, mm. travel vloggers, right? Everything is kind of different. So mm -hmm. speaking for myself, when I say oh, I want to find out what's current news, I never went to Instagram. It was like Twitter right. or like the news. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I correct myself on that one for sure. Um, and TikTok, like why aren't you? Because I, I think TikTok bro, is a, 
Uh, <laughs> I thought TikTok was yeah, yeah. I thought TikTok was pretty cool, but it's it's uh, man. I uh, I will honestly say Dimitri like returns. No, I will honestly say when I go on there, I feel dumber. That's so true. Like I, I don't I don't know why. Whether it be like I'm wasting time, like I, I just feel like a, like uh, I don't like like a kid. Like I, there's something about me I just feel weird the way I the way you swipe. The, the, the content that I'm seeing, um, I think mainly the content, like all these fuck, like, like these fake reactions with doing weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does this like look real? It looks like so fake. And obviously, if yeah, you know what I'm saying, it's just a lot of fake like expressions and fake uh, doing things. Like this is too much for me. The only reason people post on TikTok is to blow up. Like that's the only reason. Like nobody posts like meaningful. Con- relatively nobody posts meaningful right. content on tiktok people just exaggerate things make up stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that stuff to blow up on tiktok and when mm-hmm. you're on a platform creating for the sole purpose of blowing up then your intentions behind what you're creating are blurred and that yeah. means you, there's no legitimate content so for example my youtube feed is uh it's pretty it's, it's pretty like split between like photography and like content content mm-hmm. uh like photography travel all that stuff mm-hmm. but then a big part of it is like personal development because that's stuff i'm interested in like mm-hmm. digital minimalism or mm-hmm. i don't even know like productivity stuff like that mm-hmm. even some like f1 like highlights and stuff because i'm pretty into f1 oh, dude, but same. on tiktok yeah no way yeah i love right, f1 but, yeah okay we're definitely talking about that after the episode but yeah on tiktok uh like pet monkeys uh random people like flexing cars um <laughs> Or like the whole gold digger crap shit was going on. Like, I didn't get any. I didn't get much of that, honestly. Yeah, uh, I got, people like, like the ones with, like they'll pull up in like a Lamborghini and or like a shitty car, and they'll be like, "Hey, jump in!" Like, oh, I don't know you. And like two minutes later, it'll come back in a Lambo. Oh, I've seen those on Instagram. I've seen those on Instagram, but not yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a lot of those like random things and just yeah, just weird reactions when you know they're bluntly played fake. You know? And stuff, yeah. Like, and then also like a part of TikTok is like Muslim TikTok, which is good, which I thought was good for a while. Mm-hmm. But then as people got comfortable on the app, it turned from like religious stuff to people like literally making fun of the religion, even though they are Muslim mm-hmm. or like making fun of parts of the religion because they know it'll blow up and it'll get mm-hmm. shared, which is very, mm-hmm. it's, it, I laugh, I will laugh at them, but mm-hmm. it's so messed up in, in retrospect. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm off the app. I'm probably going to delete my account soon. I do not miss it at all. No, yeah, that's one platform I like. Even if I'm completely bored, I really I don't even go on it. But I get it. I get yeah. why people are on it because it's just it is such an easy way to spend three minutes, but actually spend three hours. Like, oh I yeah, like, that too. Yeah, you go on there just like a brief minute, and you're like, wait, an hour later, what? It's killed so much time. Yeah, like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off at like sunset time, <laughs> and then suddenly it's like time to sleep. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I respect it. Everyone's got their their form of, but yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, like, out of, out of YouTube, you know, Instagram, and like all that stuff, who is like your top three like influencers that you? Hmm. Okay, honestly, this changes like every month at this point. Um, I will say, <laughs> I need to think about it. Well, not every month. Like, it depends on like where my mind's at, right? On, on what I'm creating, uh, on what I'm following. Hmm. I mean, is there people okay. that you like? Yes. Okay. That have I, changed I, I have you. The list. Yes, but a lot of them is not from following them; it's from actually meeting them in person. Interesting. Um, okay. So one, there's one person I actually ended up meeting him recently, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. His name is 
I hope none of his friends listen to this because that would be pretty weird. But his name is Farouk Ershad. He has the yeah. clothing brand that I mentioned earlier, Five Pillars. Mm-hmm. And he has like, he's very successful in that. As in, his clothing brand has been worn by people like Mike Tyson mm-hmm. and um, Khabib and all those like pretty like big Muslim figures. Mm-hmm. And he has, his his presence on social media is very, like, he has a mix between like his religion and then his like life, which I really like, which was something, I, which is at a place I want to be at. Um, and also he has like a lot of success in the things he does Yeah. as far as like entrepreneurship goes. Mm-hmm. I hate the word entrepreneur, but I'm, I'm using know, it there. And so like, I want to, that's something like a person I looked up to. And then I actually ended up meeting him. We hung out a few times. Um, and his outlook on life in general is just, cause he's a lot older than me. He's like tw- late twenties, maybe like almost 30, something like that. And so his outlook on life is just like, he has that experience. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's kind of at a place where I would want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Dead. Or like, that's one of them. It's mm-hmm. not like ranked um two more <sighs> i wanted to like open my app but i just don't have it let's see let's go to youtube and scroll for a second yeah but see it should come natural okay you shouldn't even be really having to think about it all right there's another one um maybe because a religious month just passed but i guess there's another one he's like a sheikh or like a scholar for religion again for islam his name is imam omar Suleiman, and i was watching a lot of his content like every day uh for like the last month or so um that's definitely that's that's another one of them on the top three. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's think of is there anyone on Twitter that I really follow? Not really. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Um, is there anyone on Instagram? Honestly, number three, I'm just go vague and just say like my friends, like the friends that are like at places that I I want to be. Like, yeah, just like my friends in general. A lot of them are pretty inspiring, even though they have weird. Do you have any? Some of them have very. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Some of them have weird taste in things that they like fully dedicate themselves to. But, you know, mm-hmm. I respect it. Like everyone has their own thing right. for the most part, like overarchingly though. Yeah, I would say my friends. So when are you going to go back? Um, and most importantly, when you when you go back, what, what do you plan on sharing? Yeah, that's a big one that I've been thinking about. Okay. Um, I'm planning on either going back very soon as in the next week or two, just because mm-hmm. of everything that's going on in mm-hmm. Palestine specifically. And I want yeah. to like spread awareness for that. For sure. But the other side to that is if I can figure out some way to spread awareness and not have to reactivate my account, probably not for a long time. Maybe when I go to college, just because I'll probably need an Instagram in college for like school group chats and stuff like that. Right. Um, I'm going to college in a few months. So it's one of those two. Um, oh, actually, no, I take that back. I'm either going to do it very soon for, like I told you, for spreading awareness or mm-hmm. at the end of May because I'm going to LA with a friend and I want to have my social media connections and I want to like be able to reach out to people I've been talking to for the last year. I thought you said you, numbers. I thought you mentioned it. You use thread for that. I use threads, but the problem is with threads, I have uh, just my like close, close friends, like a spam account because like a lot of my close friends use Instagram specifically for group chats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made a... I didn't make, but I started using a burner account that has like 30 followers mm-hmm. just like to be in those group chats. But I don't have access to like my. Oh, um, your entire feed. On the, um, yeah, your entire yeah. like uh, DM list. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah that because makes it's a separate account. And if I were to just text them, because my account name is pretty random. If I were to just text them, they would think it's spam. They wouldn't know. Even if I said, okay, I'm Omar Wasim, they probably wouldn't yeah. even open the message. Uh, good point. True. Yeah, that's that's one thing. But that then I, even after I after I reactivate, once I'm back from traveling, I'm gonna kind of leave my Instagram as what you're doing, as in it exists. Mm-hmm. People can follow me, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be posting. I'm not gonna be updating. I'm not gonna be on my story. Oh, you actually like deleted your Instagram? Like I deactivated the whole thing, so like you can't ah, search for it anywhere. 
Oh, interesting. No, I have not done that at all. <laughs> no. I know. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I didn't do that. I just deleted the so people are like, app. People yeah. will be like, hey, can I see your work? I'll be like, ah, ha, ha. So, um, ah, so that's I'm down right now. But like a I have different a level of extreme. And I, I, I never, I never like thought about doing that. So why did you do like that extreme? I just wanted to be off entirely. And I also didn't want people to think I'm ignoring their messages, if that makes sense. I didn't want to like just rent. Gotcha. I don't want to be one of those people who like post on my main story. Hey guys, I'm deleting Instagram for a little yeah. bit. Cause people my age do that every other day. And then they're back in two weeks. Right. So I was just like, I'll, I'll just leave for a little bit. I didn't know how long I was going to leave for. I'll be back in a couple of weeks maybe. And then it turned into like, I don't really want to come back. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyone listening to this, if you happen to DM me within the span of a year and a half, I'm so sorry if I haven't responded to you. People <laughs> notice, uh, by the way. They um, notice what? In your comment section. In your comments. So like when I tag you on my story from mm. uh, rooftoping, when we went rooftoping, mm -hmm. I, I looked at the comments on your last post and I people were like, oh my God, it has been, uh, I think you have one friend, Eduardo is the message I remember. It has been three months and Robbie is still nowhere to be seen. Wait, what's his name? Oh, Edward. 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 Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, he hasn't been seen at all because I know he follows me and we're like chill on social. And yeah. I was like, yeah, last I heard, I think he was on at San Francisco rooftoping or something like that. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's the homie. Uh, he's, he's, I haven't spoken to him in a minute, but yeah, we, we've always kept in contact um, off of social media. Like we just text each other and just kind of talk shit to each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some of the homies that, that know I'm off there, but I'm sure like a lot of people have DM'd me and like make sure that I'm okay and like, uh, yeah, certain things. I remember the, the last time I checked my DMs, it was like super, super, super crazy. Um, yeah, and I had like a, a few questions from people asking like, you know, do you have let packs and do you sell like your colors and can I buy your presets and a lot of those things, right? And yeah, that was around the whole time when, you know, people were just creating let packs and like this and that and that. I'm just like, mm. again, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like the most shittiest form of, selling something that's so irrelevant you know what i mean like i just whenever i would see those i just email them like just take it like one minute like 20 bucks for a color like what? makes no sense to me yeah and then seeing like all my friends jump on the hype of that i'm just like oh my gosh it's like just fucking give it to them like if anything you're just helping them out because like realistically like I don't know. That's a whole other topic itself. I, I feel like yeah, there's... I remember a lot of my friends were selling LUT packs and they got like $30, $40. I will say some of my friends with their video LUT packs, like right. those guys took years perfecting those. So I would see them selling it. But those Lightroom LUT packs, I don't know why people sell those. Right. No, yeah. I, I think I preach more on like, it's, it's better for someone to create their own style rather than sell something yeah, that's your style, right? Like, if you really want my colors, like I'll just give it to you. But I also want to also be able to teach you to like it's better to uh, not just slap something on right like everyone preaches the same shit just um, yeah create your own style man that's all it really is i have another kind of section of questions for you i don't really know what they are yet but the overall like topic is you don't do creation content you don't make you don't do photography or filmmaking as for a living right it's not your full-time job you have a like an actual job that's like corporate yeah but I, I, I but I will say that I'm definitely transitioning into like doing the, this work that I'm doing now as like my main thing because mm -hmm. one it's taking up so much time which is good time I actually value it and two um, I've built up such a a big uh, portfolio I guess you could say or uh, client work and reoccurring client work that I could sustain um, 
your life, your current lifestyle. My current lifestyle of doing, yeah, yeah. And interesting. You know, I even have like a circle of people that I talk to that say like, you can actually grow it even more if you spent more time perfecting it and getting yourself out there more. So I guess the thing I was going to say is among my circles, extended mm-hmm. circles on social media of creators, right. there's this overly romanticized goal of I'm not going to go to college. Or I'm going to drop out of college. And I'm going to travel the world for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, so what happened? Like, okay, you can support yourself. Sure. But like what happens when you have like a kid or what happens when yeah. something happens in your life and you don't have a backup plan? Yeah. You don't, you're, you don't have a way of like, supporting yourself without photography like what happens then they're like that's not going to happen or i don't know i'll figure it out when the time comes right and so i for i always had like in the beginning i had a thing of wanting to be able to get paid to travel and i did and i i feel like i reached that goal but it was never my i want to do this for a full-time living Mm -hmm. um you went to college you you got like a whole degree kind of whatever did did you ever feel like you didn't want to go that route and you wanted to go full-time at creation because i'm not sure how old you were when you got no absolutely not like like my personality is i take zero risks like i don't like taking risks like i like everything to be um calculated and, and and executed right um i'm a very very little low risk person i think the biggest risks i do is maybe with my stocks and um, things like that. Crypto. Yeah, crypto. Yeah, that's, Bitcoin. That's about it. But other than like the actual life uh, choices, I, I don't take big risks. So that being said, no, I've never thought about like going full, um, how do how they call it, um, digital nomad or something like that. I, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. Uh, that, nomad, yeah, yeah that's, that's not my style. Um, if it was, it would be definitely a more fine-tuned, polished form of digital nomad, right? Like... Mm-hmm. If I didn't get a client for six months, I would totally be okay with finances, right? Um, and I also think that like building building multiple forms of revenue can definitely ease the tension of becoming a nomad, right? Like if you're basically your whole entire um, income on doing jobs to travel and get paid, right? Like you'll be very, very unsuccessful. I mean, not unsuccessful. I'm sorry, that's super harsh to say, but you will be very, well, for me at least, I would be very stressed right fiscally yeah i would be yeah. very very stressed so that being said i will say like leading up to college i was never like the best school student like i wasn't very like hyper focused on school and like having the best degree i just did what i felt was good for me right like that i liked to do uh, i loved learning i loved going to college i loved going to school till this day i love learning whether it be like on youtube or taking like a boot camp or accelerated class or something like that right I, I just love to learn certain tools and certain things um so yeah like i my ultimate goal out of like this whole 2020 and like moving forward is just to put more emphasis on creating um a brand around myself and that brand would be a a creative brand you know like an agency like for myself like i'm the main person and i'm planning on like uh like outsourcing talent, whether it be my friends or people I've met along the way to give jobs to, to give certain things to, right? Yeah, so that's that's the path that I'm trying to go down. That's um, still has that form of business and tech and also has creativity in it. And it's also helping the community with 
my friends because like just like for you right like I have a lot of friends that do creative work and they just don't know how to get jobs they don't know how to get work and then you know you can over you can you can tell people like what you have done that's not going to work I mean I'm not going to say it's not going to work but you could tell them like templates to send to clients and pitch decks and pitch letters and this and that but at the end of the day like if nothing's original it's it's going to be hard to resonate with them right mm-hmm. um, so yeah i want to build a, like a business that i can like i can be the one that's hiring you like hey bro like omar like i have this super cool client that they need this done like would you be down to shoot this for me like i'll pay you this and you know everything will be like legit right and i i bring you on to do this project and that's going to oh, that's ultimately going to help you build your portfolio and also get your foot in without having to chase clients. Cause I think that's like the worst thing to do, dude, is to chase clients. Like mm-hmm. I want clients to be coming to me, not the way around. Have you heard my podcast episode with Nick Scalaro? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've, I've he had did, you on uh, yeah. <laughs> many times. Nice. No, he's had a, social like media agency where he just outsources creative work Mm -hmm. and he does six figures and he started less than a year ago yeah Mm -hmm. um so like that business model the way he does it the way he mentioned it on my uh on my podcast was Mm -hmm. he has sales associates Mm -hmm. so if they book him a gig for i forget his exact pricing but like Mm -hmm. if if they book him a gig for x amount of dollars then they get y percentage of the deal and they don't even have to shoot it themselves just Mm -hmm. for booking it they get y percentage of the profits Nice. Or of the sale. Mm. Um, and there's just like so many other like methods of doing it. Have you have you looked into it at all yet? Or is oh, it yeah. still like that's oh, okay. I mean that's how I have very softly my stuff set up right now because I get I have so much work that I do have to have some of my friends do my work for me. Um mm. and that being said, like I would actually take less and give them more because one, it's not a legit business that I'm doing myself. I'm actually just trying to like provide for my clients right? Whatever that may be. Like if my client's paying me X amount of dollars and I absolutely can't do it, I'm going to just funnel all that money back to if I could find someone to do it. I'm not going to take no profit just to get that client satisfied. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. That's and, and, very... Yeah. And I'll definitely take a hit on that for sure because I just want to make that client happy. And if it's a reoccurring client, then I'll make sure that it won't happen again. Like as far as me being busy or like out of town or something like that. Um, but it also, it, it makes me more rewarding to like, here, I'm going to dump you all this money and just take care of this client. Right. Um, Respect, yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't really need to cut of it. Um, yeah, dude. So yeah, ultimately that's where I plan on like potentially going and being smart about it and have it, have all the, the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Um, good. And have like a legit, um, business. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's what I'm, trying to work towards uh but obviously i'm still going to be doing like my job because you know working remote and doing things like that is has its benefits so it's cool it's chill I feel that. how how old are you again you're like mid mid 20s right um turning turning 65 next week okay so 20 going on 60 mid 20s going on 65 yeah somewhere um, around there yeah would yeah. you would you consider yourself like you're, you're you feel do you feel like you're in a good place financially stress-wise oh 100 yeah what do you think is the reason that you're in a good place because a lot of people right now especially with covid we're coming out of it they're in a bad place a lot of people you know yeah people my age people older than me people much older than you like 
70. <laughs> like people are in a bad place and you are, I think you're in a, you seem like you're in a good place. I feel like I'm for 17 year old, I'm in a good place. Like, right, right, what do you right, think right. is, you know, I mean, it, that? uh, that's a deep question. I mean, there's so many factors that come into play, right? Like one, I just feel very fortunate, right? I'm always thankful. Number two, um, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough question. I guess. I, I guess. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I, 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 my my first reaction is say that I'm like a very minimalist person, and I'm very frugal. So I guess my whole life I've always saved and saved and saved and saved and never bought like fancy things. So that would honestly play some key factor, but it's not the, the main factor. So I have a huge cushion to sustain myself if something had ever happened, right? Like COVID happened, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I'm sure your parents and everyone's parents would say like, you have to save because you never know what's going to happen, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I pretty much did that my whole life, um, just saved. So... And honestly, like out of the whole pandemic, there's obviously some type of good out of it. I don't think people can justify saying otherwise. I mean, yes, there was a lot of bad things and huge, huge tragedies. Losses. Yeah, losses. I mean, I'm not neglecting any of that, but there's also huge positives that came out of it, right? It filtered out a lot of stuff. It changed perspective on certain things. Um, it, it changed it, a lot of things yeah, wrong with the world. hundred percent. Yeah. It magnified. So that being said, I would fixate more on the positives than the negatives and where people might need help. Um, I would do it. Um, and if people could, I mean, I helped so many people through the pandemic, whether it be like business wise, help them to restructure this, help them to restructure that. And if they pay, they pay. If they don't pay, they don't pay. Right. But fortunately enough, a lot of them did pay. Um, so yeah, and that built up a lot of relationships. It built a lot of connections. I can't tell you how many times like one link connects to another link, connects to another link, mm -hmm. connects to another link, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a very small, I'm going to say San Francisco, um, business owners in general, somehow they all are somehow interconnected with each other. This person somehow knows this person. This person somehow knows this person, right? Dude, it's and such it, a small world, especially in the Bay Area. Especially in the Bay Area, man. And like when you actually start diving into it, you're like, holy shit, like actually everyone is kind of intertwined. You know what I mean? And when people say like, I'll definitely give your word out, I kind of take that for like a grassy grain of salt, right? Okay, cool. But when it actually, I hear it over and over and someone comes back because someone referred to me, it's like, wow, they actually did what they said they're going to do and it comes yeah. back and it comes back and it's like, Hey, this guy, Jesse referred me. You love your work. Could you do this? And I'm like, wow, most definitely. So it's a kind of like, it's just like a snowball effect, bro. Like 2020 was just a huge snowball effect on just for me of like positivity. Like it just went like, just kept going up and I'm very fortunate and very thankful that everything happened. Not COVID. I'm sorry. I don't say COVID happened, but I'm just very thankful that I was given an opportunity to meet everybody that I did, mm -hmm. and just kind of just like snowball effect. Um, yeah. So it's it was it was good, and yeah, I, I meet so many people like so happy like that 2020 happened, and like uh, uh, 
yeah, I mean, not trying to say it like in a negative way, but like I'm very thankful that like, everything happened. Um, yeah. And um, all right. So I guess we have two questions left. One mm-hmm. of them isn't really a question. Mm. Uh, before, so the first one is before we before I give you your uh, your final question. Son of a bitch. Um, uh-huh. Do you have any questions for me, bro? I have so many fucking questions for you. All right, go. But I can go. go but, I, but this 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 podcast is gonna turn into like a day, and and, and a, <laughs> it's gonna turn into hours, man. And I don't think people have the attention span to listen to my my boring self. But um, no, I don't sure. have any specific I, your voice questions. Is ASMR. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have like lots of questions. I was actually trying to try and prepare this, um, but I, I totally like I didn't write nothing down. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of my questions are going to be go completely off topic of the main subject of this podcast. I mean, we can always do more, but yeah, I have questions. I like to pick people's brain all the time and figure out like what drives them and where do you want to go and like what motivates you. And like, I also want to like not so surface level questions. Like I want to know more about you personally, like your, like your mind, like where you at headspace wise, right? Like anxiety, like anything, right? Cause I've been shooting a lot of, um, I'll be honest with you, like I've been getting a lot of client work that people reach out to me because they want to update their dating profiles, right? They want to update their um, their headshots or make themselves look in quotations, like interesting, fun, right? Um, and with the spike of, you know, COVID coming out, out of it, people want to like, um, how you say, like people, yeah, they just want to update themselves, looks. And, you know, 99% of the people that I'm shooting at are guys, right? And mm-hmm. they're all super insecure with themselves, man. They're like, I hate the way I look. Like, my eye is sagging. My eyelid's this. And just all these insecurities about themselves. And I'm like, well, my first question is, like, why do you want pictures of yourself then? And number two, like, I think you look great. Why would you want to hide your imperfections? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, highlight that shit, you know? Like, just own it and have fun with it. And I don't know, that's a topic that I'm getting a lot with like photography. Like I want to like, before I start taking pictures of you and like capturing something, like I would, I want to get to know you first. Like I want to like, um, like chat with you and like, not necessarily like what you do for work and your hobbies, but I want to talk to you like more on like a deeper level to like make the situation more comfortable to like shoot you, right? I want to understand you better. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think there's... Um, there's many questions I can ask you, Omar. <laughs> like, why is your hair so beautiful? Like, why is it so fluffy? I just want to, like, lay on it. It's like a little pillow on your head. Why does it look so soft and shiny, man? What kind of conditioner do you use, huh? Oh, my God. Canteen Pro-V? It looks so, like, full of body and just, like, I don't know. It looks nice, man. I think Noel called you out on it, right? He says, man, your hair is nice. Joel, yeah. Yeah, Joel, oh, yeah. Did. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Your hair is so nice, man. So jealous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, no, bro. I mean, I don't have no, no, no specific questions. Um, I think everything you're doing is like very inspiring. And I hope like more kids and like your age and like anyone in general just kind of gets inspired to do um, the shit that you're doing um, podcast wise. And I want to see more YouTube videos out of you because I've already watched them coming, all. Dude. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm coming back to YouTube actually. So when we hang out next week or whenever it is, yeah. I'm making a video. Yeah, I'm gonna make a similar similar topic to this, but like not as deep, you know, similar yeah. to the actual podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I just want to see more people creating for themselves, man. Like, hopefully, when I go jump on back on Instagram, like, uh, obviously, it's not going to be reality, but I just hope that something will have changed um, as far as like the stuff that I see people doing, um, less redundancy. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm just, I just, but I don't expect anything. I just, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel it. Yeah. My, uh, my final question is Fuck. It's a big one. Shit. Um, Oh, sorry. My computer's dying, bro. Peace out. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, My last question is for anyone who's listening to this podcast, and I Mm. guess we've been talking about leaving social media, but Mm. even just life advice in general, Mm. um, what is your advice for anyone listening to this podcast who wants to be in a similar position to where you're at right now? Take the jump. Just do it. Yeah, just do it, man. Like it, I will tell you, like per, like um, like I said, mentioned many times, like personally, it's it's so rewarding and it's so refreshing to like not have the expectations to post. Like so much anxiety came over me just over something so small, just posting. Like so much anxiety, right? Thinking of the perfect words, and then not only not only that, bro. Like I will even give you like a side like a sub caption, like just like a bunch of shit that was going on. Like, um, like people would like give me their opinions based on like, they would, they would, how how would I say it? They would, they would criticize me, um, saying that like, I, I I seem too like feminine or I seem too like, not no ma- not so masculine like certain posts or words or captions right like or even like my captions oh you're too like you're too deep right you're too this and i'm like I was, my first response was like well, what are you talking about right and my second thought is like do i even care about your opinion right and honestly none of that affected me but like i just don't want to see it right mm-hmm. it was nothing negative it was no shit talking nothing like that it's just like if i'm opening up like I guess I, I would say, like, if you're reading my captions of some of my posts, you kind of really wouldn't understand. But those are all journals for myself, right? Those are all captions that I would, something that happened to me, like, in my life, something that's current in my life, right? Mm-hmm. I would kind of, um, how do you say it? Like, uh, like a, not a hidden message, but, like, there's meaning behind my words, right? That's right. reflecting my personal life. If you actually, like, read some of my captions, right? And some people would connect with it without even knowing any backstory behind it, like complete strangers. And some people would look at it and be like, man, this guy's way too deep for me. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. But the reality is like, that's not for you. It's not for anybody, but it's for myself. Like I can go back in like two years and like read this caption and I can have like a reflective moment on like what was going on in my life that time, right? Whether it be sad, anger, um, anything, right? Like, lack of inspiration, depression, like anything, right? Like we all had it. Like I can't say just because I'm happy all the time, I don't have depression or angry or anxiety, right? we all have that shit. Um, so yeah, like if anyone that was, has any type of like thought of getting off of it, um, just reflect on why do you want to get off of it? Whether it be the likes the insecurities that you might have, the anxiety of not posting, 
the anxiety of not being able to get content to provide for your friends, followers, whoever. Like if you have any of those that's creating any type of stress in your life, like get off of it. Just take a break. Like just chill. Like Mm -hmm. my goal was not to take one year off and come back. My goal was just to get off. Who knows how long it's going to be, right? Like I didn't know, but it just happened to get pushed out this long. And the reason why is because I've been busy. I've been traveling. I've been like seeing the world, meeting new cultures and just seeing the world, bro. And like having fun and just enjoying enjoying life. Right. And that's it. Like, um, yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to jump off of it. Everyone loves it. Some people need it. Um, and more props to them. Yeah, just just for me, man, it, it was just there was just too much going on. It's just anxiety, personally, with dealing with um, all of that bullshit. So I just I just need to get away from it. Yeah, especially from a creative, like when you're like a a creative person, like every creative person has like some form of emotions that helps them create, right? Like, yeah, I have engineer friends that have very 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 high anxiety like super high anxiety right and when you see their artistry whether it be drawing or painting it's very dark like it's very dark very moody right and if you don't know that person like personally you'll look at them like why is everything so fucking dark and moody right and if you mm-hmm. and you might question it right but if you actually know this person you'll see that they have personal problems like anxiety um insecurities about their body their looks um relationship wise like there's all these elements that um that people just don't show and and it's kind of like it's kind of fucked up right it's kind of fucked up to see um yeah but it's also a blessing right because these people are creating such beautiful art like she creates like um amazing artwork right but it all stemmed from her i don't want to say problems but it stemmed from her being in the situation that she is in right um yeah i mean you can even look at like for instance like myself like my tones are very dark right like my tones are are i would say more on the moody side and that that reflects myself i'm I'm kind of moody right i'm i have my ups and downs ups and downs but if you if you happen to see some of my work that i've been doing recently my tones have drastically changed from moody to more i guess vibrant Mm-hmm. And that's a good change for me, visually seeing that like my Instagram moods versus the stuff that I'm editing now, it's the color palette has definitely changed. And you could probably see that in reflection of like myself, like I've grown, right? I, w- I went from being a stagnant um, creator or editor or whatever to now I'm so fucking free that I feel vibrant and bright now. You know what I mean? Like, and it shows on my work. Um, feel it yeah yeah i I I think think it's just a balance that's what i'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure out in my own mind of like a balance Mm -hmm. between posting for yourself Mm -hmm. and just still wanting to post because at what point is it like i'm posting so much for myself that i just feel like keeping it to myself Mm -hmm. right yeah and you know what, honestly, dude, another side topic is that like when I go to clients, I feel like a lot of people um, that are creative or, and I'm sorry, that they, they, uh, 
like for instance, you like client work or Instagrammers, right? Like their go-to portfolio is Instagram. And when you show a professional mm-hmm. client or business, the last thing you want to do is show them your Instagram. Like that doesn't show, that doesn't do nothing, right? So when people are creating for like Instagram and like showing their best work, you should actually be showing that best work like off of Instagram, right? Because yeah. you go, yeah, I, I push that so much. Like you should create for your portfolio and have awesome work on, on like a desktop because even as old school as it sounds, a lot of clients refer to that, right? Do you have a website that you could show? Because I just looked at your Instagram and you don't have one, but I also know you have a background in design. So now yeah. I'm expecting an insanely good website. Bro, I have like four four different websites. I have one for like my US design, my app development. I have photography and I also have um, uh, a photography. Oh, and just like my portfolio, which has like- Can, can we see like- No, bro. No, 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 no. No, 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 I'm gonna ask no, you after. No, you no. to me. Yeah, yeah, not something to you for sure. Um, no, and it's also good to have obviously like when you have resumes, right? You don't have just one resume. You have your resume for each job title you apply for. So I also have the same thing for like my websites. I have mm. um, I have like engagement slash wedding website that if someone wants oh, to hire okay. me for like website or I mean for like a, a wedding, I'll send them that website. I'm not going to send someone that's booking me for a wedding, like product photography, that's commercial intense. work, right? Like, entire websites. Oh not yeah. Just pages. No, not that's just menus. Yeah. So that's, websites. yeah, exactly. So that's what I've been doing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like this whole pandemic, like I've been organizing my entire life to have everything. <laughs> yeah. I've been having everything just nicely done. Right. I don't have like a Robbie Gomez website and like, this is my client work and have like 50 different title lines lifestyle product no dude it's i mean i'm not saying it's bad i mean do it go for it right i have are you looking at it now i'm looking at my website right Uh, now uh i have film and photos under photos is instagram landscape travel and then like a morocco section i have a podcast a clothing my youtube my gear and my about and contact all in one website and i feel like Oh, well, my clo- like there's a clothing, but that's just an external link to like my actual clothing. Yeah. So the podcast, I don't know. I feel like I could probably um, move things around, but also I'm focusing less on social media and more on stuff that isn't actually creative, which is weird. Um, but what do you mean? It's okay. Like, like I'm just focused. Yeah, like programming stuff like that. Other projects yes. on the side. I, I um, highly, I highly um, encourage that. Yeah, for sure, because it's yeah, for sure. But if I go back into commercial i'm 100 percent making multiple websites one for film one for photo at least just to start off with that and then a different one for my like uh or sorry one for film photo a different one for my podcast for sure oh yeah for sure that should be completely separate yeah yeah that should be completely good you want you don't want your clients people to like hunt for it right to look for a certain yeah. tab yeah so basically whatever i've been shooting i would just have a website for that like you know wedding and like i said wedding and engagement and then commercial work and then within commercial work i'd have like product photography, studio work, um, maybe some headshots, and then like my real estate, right? Those are all falling into commercial. And then I'll have like personal, like lifestyle headshots, you know, just more like, I guess, Instagram, Instagram mm-hmm. type stuff, but less. So I have a website for that. Then obviously I have like a professional for like, um, like UX design, um, mm-hmm. website development and things like that. Then like whatever I've worked on, like for my GitHub and things like that. That's more like for like, but I don't use that at all anymore because I'm not sending it out to anybody, right? Because I'm not booking people or looking for a job mm-hmm. to do that, right? 
yeah so when you just have like three websites it's it's just so much more easier to like hey robbie like this dude wants to see your your commercial work boom this is my website and it just has that like they don't want to see my wedding shit right they don't want to see engagement shoot. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't want to see my repository. Yeah, they don't want to fucking download all my link files from all my external fucking derogatories. Yeah, they don't, they don't. Man, imagine, imagine that you, somebody like asks you for to to hire you for for their wedding, and then you get a wedding, and you also get some contract (laughs) job at their like Apple internship. (laughs) I'm like, what? Nice, bro. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a potential too, right? So I can't. That's never happening. Yeah, that's just that's just my workflow. I just I, I have uh, just a couple websites for different different type of. Uh, no, that's intense. I like it. It's just it's, that it's is just, smart. It's just organized. Um, I feel that. So yeah, bro. Any more deep questions? I mean, that is pretty much the end. At this point, normally yeah. I'm like, you can find this person at this 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 this. Yeah, what do you yeah. want to display for everyone? Like, where can they find you? Ah, just find my Instagram. Do you care? Like, okay, Instagram. Yeah, You're not gonna your website. Nothing like that. Nah, nah. I mean. You hit me up on right. Instagram. Yeah, hit me up on Instagram. Yeah, if you want. For sure. So you can find Robbie on Instagram at life of underscore Robbie, spelled mm-hmm. R-O-B-B-I-E. And you can find me on Instagram when I reactivate my account at Omar M. Wasim, uh on YouTube as well. Just my name, Omar Wasim. Thanks for watching. Special thanks to Robbie for coming on and sitting through an entire one and a half hours just to talk to me. It's appreciated. Bro, I feel um, so, I feel honored. I really do. I feel honored. Yeah, appreciate it. No, I appreciate it as well. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening, especially if they got this far, appreciates it as well. If you're going to go out, I can't even say wear a mask anymore, huh? Because of the whole CDC guidelines. I used to just feel like, if you're going to go out, wear a mask. Um, I mean, you, can I still? I don't know. I, I think you still have to wear it now, yeah? I don't know. No, not, you don't have to wear it outside. So if I say, <laughs> just just follow the COVID guidelines. Be safe. Wash your hands, for God's sake. Yeah. Now with that out of the way, I'll see you next week. Because we're going to be posting podcasts again. Yes. Peace.